This is episode 13 of the Just Get Started podcast, and my guest today is the 49er fangirl and the creator of the Fangirl Sports Network, Tracy Sandler. Let's get it started. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Just Get Started podcast. I am your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks again for being a part of this journey where we talk with people from all across the globe, from all walks of life, in hopes that it will motivate and inspire you all to get on your own journey and your own path to fulfillment. And it doesn't really matter where you're at at this current time that you're listening, whether you're already along on your way, you already have your path kind of carved out, and you're looking for additional insight and advice um, to help you navigate the waters, or you haven't begun yet at all, and you just haven't taken that leap of faith yet, you've had some false starts at the beginning, that's okay. The whole point is that you're here, you're listening through, you're trying to learn, you're trying to get better, and that's my whole goal is that a lot of the guests that I bring on are all at different points in their own journey, but you're going to be able to take on some practical knowledge, some philosophical insight from them to help you along your own way, wherever you're at. So I hope you guys enjoyed this new episode and have some good key takeaways from it. And without further ado, let's jump right in. Hey gang, excited to introduce my guest for today, Tracy Sandler. She can be found online at 49ers Fangirl, as well as the creator of the Fangirl Sports Network. And that website is fangirlsportsnetwork.com. I came across Tracy's profile about five months ago in was intrigued to talk to her more, not only because I'm a diehard 49ers fan, have been since I was about six years old, um, and definitely wanted to get her insight on the you know the team and the upcoming season. But more importantly, I really wanted to learn about this Fangirl Sports Network a little bit more and everything that goes along with it. Um, I was curious of, of why she started it and then where she hopes to take it in the future, because it's certainly a different concept than, than just your run-of-the-mill sports reporting that's out there. So I was really interested to learn more. And I think you guys will enjoy the story, um, her background, and, and where she's trying to take this thing. So without further ado, let's jump right in. And I hope you guys enjoy my conversation today with Tracy Sandler. Let's get it started. Tracy, uh, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining. Thank you so much for having me. No, this is uh, this is great. I'm glad to uh, get a chance to talk through your journey and your story a little bit. And as a huge 49ers fan on this end of the microphone, I'm excited to get your take as well. We won't bore the audience with it that aren't fans, especially those Seahawks fans out there. But um, we'll uh, we'll talk about that maybe a little bit later. But, you know, I do want to talk through a little bit. One of the things that excited me um, when I came across you, gosh, I don't know, it's probably been a little while now, but just kind of where you have came from, it looks like, and, and starting this, you know, with the Fangirl Sports Network, and we'll get into that a little bit. But I want to take a step back if you can and kind of start, you know, at the beginning almost. And I'm hoping you can maybe start, you know, telling the story a little bit of how, not where you're at currently, but talk about your upbringing a little bit. I know you, you grew up in LA, I think, um, but just how did you get into sports initially? How was, how did that become a passion for you? Cause ultimately that's led to the journey of where you're at today. But can you talk about those early days with the uh, audience just a little bit and that'll kind of kick us off? Um, absolutely. Yeah, we um, had a lot of sports fans in my family. So it was kind of a natural thing. And sports was a big part of our everyday. My dad's a huge sports fan. Both my brothers are sports fans. Um, my dad's best friends are sports fans. Uh, so I've just been around 
sports pretty much uh, my entire life. And so we used to go, we'd go to Dodger games, uh, we'd go to Laker games, we'd go to, you know, all kinds of games. And so that is how I first uh, got into sports. And actually, that's how I became a 49ers fan as we went to the NFC championship game between the Rams and the 49ers. And I totally fell in love with Joe Montana. And that was that. Is is Montana your favorite 49er of all time? Steve Young actually is my favorite really? 49er okay. of all time now. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. That's good. Yeah, he's uh I would put him up there. Jerry Rice actually was always mine. I don't know. I, I was always like a receiver. So I guess so, yeah. <laughs> which you can't go wrong with Jerry. So uh no, well, definitely not. Lot, lots of good 49ers to choose from. That's for, that's for sure. What's your again, I'm not gonna go off too many 49er tangents. What's your best moment all time 49ers that you've you've witnessed, whether in person or on TV? Best moment. Huh. That is a very good question. I mean, I think, you know, obviously them winning the Super Bowl. Um, I wasn't, I have not been there for a Super Bowl win. I was unfortunately there for, I was fortunate to be there, but unfortunately I was, they lost, but I was there for the Super Bowl in New Orleans. But, you know, I think watching them win the Super Bowls and I was really excited to see Steve Young win his Super Bowl. So I would say that's a, a pretty good moment. But one thing about being a 49ers fan, there have been a lot of pretty fantastic moments. So it's hard to pick just one. No, absolutely. Yeah. And you were there, you're talking about for the infamous no call holding in the end zone against the Ravens. Yes. Is that what you're talking? Okay. Just want to make yeah. sure clear that up for the audience that that, that call the, the officials still have uh, not accepted that was a holding penalty. Um, so so let's move on. So one of the things where and, and this is where I really want to dive into because you actually posted this today, I saw. And this, like, I'm like, oh, I'm so jacked up to talk with, with Tracy, where you said, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. And that's that's really yes. what this is about. And I love that you posted that today. So as we lead in, what got you ultimately so talk about sports, the background, what got you into I think you went to Michigan. Was it for sports writing or something like that? Is that is that accurate? Uh, uh, no, I was an English liter- no, I was an English literature major. OK, English literature. So but what got you into like because you're blogging about sports or wanted to do that? What was the first inception of that kind of moment in your mind of like, hey, this is something cool. I like doing this. When did that all begin? Well, I wrote um, for our sports section at Michigan, uh, for the Michigan Daily, and I worked at Fox Sports for a while after college, and I then worked in a couple of other areas. But really, I started doing a blog about the 49ers for fun and just started writing about them and then found that that was something I was really enjoying doing and, and getting back to my sports roots, so to speak. Um, so I started 49ers Fangirl in 2015. Uh, about the 49ers and also uh, as a place for female focused content for the female fan uh, and made it more video based. But I really started because I just started a blog for the fun of it to write about the 49ers and write about what was going on with the team. Do you remember what, and maybe you say, you, you might be humble and they, oh, Brian, this hasn't happened yet. But there, was there a break? Like what happened? Was it some article got picked up? Were you, were you on some show and that kind of saw? Where, where, where do you think the first break was, I guess, with with that blog a few years ago, starting that. What do you mean the first break? Like the, like, it... just like people getting exposure online or people finding out about it. Was there some moment that you can remember? Or it was just kind of a continual, you know, kind of gradual grind that, uh, that started to get some exposure. It was really kind of a gradual grind that started to get some exposure. I was on um, KTVU in the morning up in the Bay area uh, in October and the 49ers, it was the 2000, 14 season, excuse me, that's not true. It was the 2015 season. 
And Four Daughters Fangirl had just been started a couple months earlier. And so I was up uh, on KTVU to talk about the 49ers, to talk about Fangirl and, and what it was. And so that was a very exciting moment for me. But I think the it kind of continually uh, has gained traction and got noticed and gained recognition. But that was a big deal to get on there pretty quickly into starting 49ers Fangirl. Uh, so that was a pretty exciting moment, I would say. What did, you, what did you learn from that experience jumping in there? From being on KTVU? Yeah, like first time being on in front of the cameras there and, and kind of getting in the mix of it. Well, it wasn't my first time in front of the cameras because Fortnite's Fangirl was already um, very video-based, so we had been doing video content for a while. And so that I was I was in front of a camera every week. It was my first time doing live television. So, um, but I... You know what? I, I really wasn't nervous about it, and it was—it's what I do. It's what I talk about. So I was able to just kind of pop right in and, and get started. And I found that live television would is something I actually really enjoy doing and didn't get scared about doing, which was great. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, so that was that was a great experience. And they so, were great. They're great at KTVU. I've been on a few times, and it's been—I've oh. always been really. Them. No, that's that's pretty cool. Anytime you can go on there, especially talk about sports and and, and the Niners, especially if they're doing well. Um, so I want to talk more though about because because really this whole idea that the Fangirl Sports Network it's obviously grown over the last several years. What, what was the? Yes. Why did you start that? Like, what was the really reason that you was there? Was there a void you saw in the market? Was it just something you had fun doing it? You're like, I'm just going to keep growing this. What, what was the the big reason you think that you wanted to get this off the ground and get oh. this message? Well, I really felt that there's not a lot of content for the female sports fan, that there seemed to be this idea that you're either a woman that really likes sports or you're a girly girl who doesn't know anything about sports. But I would say that most female sports fans fall not in, in both those categories. Uh, so I saw 45% of NFL fans are women, 30% of NBA and MLB fans are women. And there really hasn't been content focused for those fans. And with Fangirl, we're able to cover the team on a team level. And then also this kind of more female-focused lifestyle content that there really hasn't been um, any of. And people have responded well to it. And I'm talking about things like looking good at the game, a 15-minute workout you can squeeze in at halftime, healthy recipes for your tailgate, and then with all that, you're also getting coverage of your team by a fan. And so that was really kind of the niche that I saw and, and the void in the market. And how do you get – so obviously this has grown past just you. There's other fangirls, right? And I, I think you guys are mm – -hmm. is it NBA right now? You have a couple that I think are they um, – in, in the NFL, eight teams. And we then, have 15. And then MB, 15 NBA. Yes, eight in the NFL, NBA, though this fall we'll have all 32 NFL teams. Wow. Covered. That's pretty so impressive. So thank you. Yeah, it's exciting. It's very exciting. So I'm always, I'm always curious to to dig in and just learn like how did that how do you pick the the fangirls that are going to kind of be the the face so to speak of the um, of the particular franchise or the team uh, like how does that process work how do you, how do you go through the vetting process how do you get them up and running on what's going on I'm I'm curious to learn that. Well, uh, we've been doing actually a social media campaign called Show Us Your Fangirl, and we actually have a questionnaire on our Fangirl Sports Network Facebook page. So if there's anyone listening to this who wants to be a fangirl, please head on over there um, and fill out the questionnaire. 
And so some of it has been recommendation and word of mouth, a lot of it through social media. Uh, the vast majority of our NBA fangirls are women who reached out to us via Instagram or the website who wanted to get involved in Fangirl Sports Network. And so then I talked to the girls. Excuse me. I talked to the girls. Sorry, that was a slight yawn. It's been a busy day. Um, I talked to the girls. I take a look at writing samples. I look take a look at on-camera samples we talk about. Um, their abilities on social media. We talk about their knowledge, why they want to be a fangirl. And so it's a really a vetting process that we go through to see kind of who makes sense. And, and you know, the girls usually, you know, pick their team, obviously, um, that they are a fan of. And so that's pretty much how the process goes. So we've been in the in NFL. Uh, I met a couple of the girls through other people. They were recommended to me. And then, like I said, uh, the NBA girls that were new, because all of our NFL girls also cover an NBA team, um, at least right now. And then a lot, for a lot of the rest of the NBA girls, they were women that reached out to us and uh, via Instagram and the website. And as I'm hiring uh, more NFL fangirls, it's been through that way and through the questionnaire, through the campaign we've been doing. Uh, we've been getting a lot of submissions for women who want to be NFL fangirls. That's that's really neat. And uh, again, glad to see it grow. So what have you found, though, over the last, especially probably the last several months where it's really taken off, You, I guess, with all these teams? But what have you found is the most challenging part of it, um, whether it's a day to day or just, you know, something maybe you've uncovered in the process that you like a year ago were like, I never even thought this would be a, a big issue, but it is. What have you kind of come across that's that's a challenge? have like one particular thing that is a challenge. Um, I, I, you know, I think that one thing I have noticed, especially when this past NFL season started at the end of the day, or at some point during the day, I'd be like, all right, I've got everything done I need to do today. And then I'd go to start, maybe get ready to go to dinner or get ready to go to a show or whatever it is I was doing. And I'd be like, oh, wait, no, I didn't. They're still I still have to do X, Y, and Z. So I think it's not a challenge. It's just really the nature of the beast, kind of going back to the quote that you were talking about earlier that I posted, but there's always something to do. So it's, a you know, maybe finding a little bit of that work-life balance. Um, but that being said, I'm very lucky to get to do what I love to do. So it's not so much a challenge as is just, you can never, you you're never fully off or I just have to make the decision that, okay, for tonight or for today, I'm done. Or for this particular weekend, I'm giving myself the weekend off. There's nothing urgent that has to be handled. And then I will go back to it tomorrow or I'll go back to it on Monday and being okay with that and not stressing about it. Um, Cause there's always something to do. And especially at this point, you know, we're getting into NFL season and I am a beat writer. So I am at going to be at OTAs over the next few weeks and I'll be at mini camp and then training camp. And so with that, I have the Fortnite's fangirl side of me and then the founder and CEO of fangirl sports network side of me. So there's always something that I can be doing. And so it's maybe a little bit of the challenge is that sometimes deciding, okay, I could be doing this, but for today I'm done and I'll go back tomorrow. That's a very hard thing for me to do. And, you know, right now I'm probably never fully off, but that's okay. I can handle that for the time being. Well, no, and, and that brings up a, you know, a good point that I think, you know, maybe you could, could share some insight or at least how you do it, you know, work-life balance, obviously. But yeah, when you're passionate about something, I think you spend extra time than you probably would have, you know, otherwise. Is there certain things though, whether it's a, a type of productivity that you've helped or time management, is there anything in particular that you do that you think helps you 
manage your day better or, you know, get through a lot of the things that you want? Because um, I hear a lot of people, you know, you hear a lot of excuses out there of, yeah, I don't, I'll do it later. I don't have the time or all that. And, and we know you, you have the time if you want to make it. Is there certain things, though, that you can maybe share that uh, has been helpful to you that maybe could help someone else? I'm definitely big on lists. I like having a list. I like being able to check things off my list. Um, I've also gotten pretty good at delegating the things that someone else really can help me with. Uh, I think is an important skill set to learn, and I'm still struggling with it. Um, but it's you know it's a work in progress. But I think lists are really important, and doing a list by priority. You know, what are the things that have to be done today? What are the things that have to be done this week? Uh, you know, that kind of thing so that you can kind of prioritize. Because like I said, there's always something to do. Um, and it's important to know what needs to be done now, what can wait, what can't wait. Sometimes the other thing you really need to be, especially in this business, is very nimble. Because I can have a whole day planned out of what I need to get done and something happens and then that changes everything. And, you know, you just have to be able to be nimble and quickly pivot. Otherwise, you're just going to be driving yourself crazy. Um, so I think those are probably really good tools. Lists, you know, good planning, but being able to be nimble is really important. Is there, um, is, is there anything that you could share or at least, you know, I don't know, maybe for the young and it doesn't have to just be, you know, female, but you know, the, the young girl out there that want, you know, maybe as hesitant, as you said, you know, you, you get bucketed into, Oh, you're either a girly girl or you really love sports. Someone that had like sports, I want to do something in there. Any motivation you can give them or any inspiration of like, Hey, you can do this too. Like, is there certain things that you take? I don't know if it's things you read or something you keep going back to maybe a quote or something like that, that keeps you going, um, that, that maybe you heard in the past. I'm just curious if there's any, anything you can share with the, the younger audience, um, that may need that, as I said, the kick in the pants, but, um, to kind of get going. Well, I think you have to take opportunities as they come. And something that I've, notice a little bit um, is sometimes people will feel like, well, I really want to cover this team, or I really want to cover this sport, or I really want to do this. And if it's not exactly the way I want it, then I'm just going to turn down the opportunity. And I think especially in a business like probably in all businesses, to be honest, but in a business like sports broadcasting or in digital sports media or, or you know, digital media, if you want to get into something, you've got to take opportunities. Nothing You've never taken an opportunity you're not comfortable with. That's a totally different thing. But sometimes an opportunity comes along that maybe it's not exactly as you dreamt it, or maybe it's not exactly how you wanted it, but it's an opportunity to get started and get in the door. And you need to seize and take those opportunities as they come because opportunities don't come all the time. And so it's important to pay attention and to say, okay, this is a great opportunity for me. This could be a great position for me and who knows where it will lead. And I need to, to take it and try it. And I think that's a very important thing to do. When I was um, in college and then out of college, I worked at Fox Sports and I was an intern. And you know, someone came to me one day and said, you really like baseball on Saturdays, do you want to come help us with our in-studio baseball show? And I said, of course, absolutely. I didn't ask any questions. Absolutely. That's what I want to do. So you always want to take those opportunities because you just don't know how often they come. And if you say no, there are a line of hundreds of people behind you that would be happy to take it. 
and you may not get that opportunity again. So I think that that's just a really important thing to remember. And I think sometimes um, when we're really young, we feel like, well, there'll be something else. Um, but there may not be. And like I said, you should never take something you're not comfortable with. But, you know, sometimes you just need to take something because you're like, you know what, this is a great opportunity. I'm going to meet a lot of people. I'm going to learn a lot. And who knows where this will lead. And I do think it's really important to do that. No, that's yeah. that And that's really great advice, because I, I, I think that's right. Some people do pass on that and think it's going to come around again. And, and maybe it never does. Or or the whole thing is, if you're curious, you ha you know, it's that opportunity. Just even if you pick one little thing to learn that could help you in your journey. Um, you know, you you know, it's so funny. I'm, I'm going to go on a tangent for a second, but I think it's important with what you said. But I want to, you know, when I started this podcast was I told the story, I think in episode one was basically I, I had a public speaking class in high school and my teacher was like, Brian, you should be on radio or whatever it was. Never even thought about it until years and years and years later. And then that, that kind of inspired me. So it's that whole thing of you never know. You just got to kind of take the step and, and the leap of faith and try something out. So I appreciate you saying that. And also, I guess one other thing, one other thing yeah. too, is like learn as much as you can. Um, and if you want to do something, you have to go after it. Like you really, you really do things don't fall in your lap and, and people don't, I think we think about this in a lot of parts of our lives. We're like, well, if there was a job for me there, they would tell me about it. Or if, if there was this, someone would mention it to me. But at the end of the day, we're, everyone's very busy thinking about themselves and their own lives. And so if you see there's an opportunity and something you want, like go after it and make sure that you are in the running for it because you will be, you're your own best advocate and your own best cheerleader in that way. So one of the one of the things I wanted to ask you about was um, kind of the online exposure, online presence, kind of getting out there. I think a lot of a lot of folks are timid about that, putting themselves out there in their face, and and maybe they're understandable. Yeah, is, there, again, is there anything you could share? Because you do a great job of this. You, you're you're out on a variety of different platforms and whatever. But anything in particular? Again, either that getting over the fear, or maybe a, a tip or strategy to get people more active online. Is there anything you do that's worked, or is it just the consistency? What, what do you find is anything you can help out uh, folks with? Consistency is very important. You have to be consistent. You have to be you know, posting, engaging with your followers. And I think the other thing that's super, super important when you get into this kind of world is you have to have a thick skin because at the end of the day, people are going to say things that are not nice because they think they have the anonymity of a Twitter handle or a Facebook page, et cetera. And it's not personal and has nothing to do with you, which actually is really good life advice. There's a book that I read um, every year called The Four Agreements. And it one of the four agreements is don't take anything personally. And I think nowhere is that more important than when you are dealing with social media and online because it is not personal and you just kind of have to wait to have, have to find a way to have a thick skin and not take everything to heart uh, because nothing, it's not about you. You know, someone will say something mean just because they think they can. And like I said, they think they have the anonymity of the internet, but I think having a thick skin is really, really important because you will be criticized. People will say mean, terrible things. And that's about them and their problem, not you. And it's a, it's a really important thing to do because if you, you don't have a thick skin, this is going to be a very difficult business to be in. That's a that's a nice uh, transition, I was going to say, and, and great point there um, into 
you know, you're learning your personal development, whether it's from business or maybe it's on, you know, writing or whatever it may be. Is there certain, I don't know if it's books you read or podcasts you listen to or, or certain influencers you follow. Is there one or two that's like, Hey, you got to go out and, and check out this, um, that you mentioned your go-to every year, but is there a certain book, maybe it's over the last year or so that you've picked up on some new stuff that you use, um, to get better at your personal development? Well, I would say the four agreements for sure. Cause I just, I know I say I read it yearly, but that started last year. So now I've read it twice. Um, so I think that is a, a really good one. And, you know, beyond that, I try to ver just kind of follow a variety of different people um, online. Hoda Kotb actually from the Today Show is a great one. She has really inspiring quotes and photos, but I try to you know, follow a variety of different people and learn from them. There are lots of people in the sports world that I follow and you see how they handle the quote unquote Twitter trolls and you see how they, you know, behave and they behave in such a good way and such a positive way that you can see how they feel like no matter what, that they're comfortable with how they're behaving. So it doesn't really necessarily matter what, what people say to them. Um, but I would, I'm a really am such a big fan of the four agreements. It is such a great book. And I think it's a really good thing for getting your mind right, especially in this world of social media media and the digital age. I think it's really, really helpful. But I do follow a variety of different people. And I think it's important to follow a variety of people, no matter what industry you're in or you're interested in, follow people from all sorts of industries because you learn a lot um, from those people and their journeys. So there are a lot of people I follow in entertainment, in politics, in Sports, obviously, um, the girl boss kind of thing. I mean, a lot of people I follow in that way. And I just think there are a lot of really, you know, incredible people out there. Podcasts, I have to say, for me, are a little bit of more of my escape when I listen to a podcast. So I tend to like, like mystery podcasts, thriller podcasts, like cold case kind of podcasts, because that's kind of my time to turn off a little bit and just, uh, learn something else. But, um, I can certainly keep people posted on social media because I've had a few podcasts recommended to me recently that I am planning to look into. So people could follow me at Fortnite's Fangirl and I can kind of keep people posted on different podcasts. This is probably a no brainer, but I, I understand that Oprah's podcasts are pretty incredible. Um, so I think that is definitely one I want to get into, but I have used podcasts historically uh, to you know, either listen to sports or kind of escape into something that's just kind of a time for me to, to turn off and focus on something else. Uh, but I am happy to do a little more research on podcasts and follow that's, up that, with people on what are. No, that's good. I, what, what's the mystery one or what is there one you've listened to? If I put you on the spot that you listened to recently or. Yes. No, not at all. The one I listened to recently. Oh gosh, it was so good. What is it called? It was about this you know what, if you want to give me a second, I can look it up for you. So I can just go to my handy dandy podcast app and tell you exactly what's called. It's really good. And it was called up and vanished. Okay. Up and vanished is um, a great one. So there you go. And it's, it's a little creepy. Okay. But it's really good. Um, so I would highly, I would highly, uh, recommend that. Um, but I think, you know, follow, you know, follow a wide variety of people. I, 
you know, there's a woman I follow, Erin Foster, who's just really funny. Um, so I really like following her. Like I said, I follow Hoda Kotb, who um, has a lot of inspiring quotes and has had a really interesting life. And she's a very successful woman. And she is a woman who really, you know, she is a, a journalist and she does, so she's on the Today Show. She's doing Kathy Lee and Hoda. And she really, you know, taps into all these different sides of a personality, which is uh, great to see. Uh, so I think it's, you know, it, it's fun to follow a variety of people and get to know um, a lot about them and, and, you know, what they're up to and the wisdom that they have to share. Cause we all have different experiences. We all have had different things that have gone on in our lives and different things to teach people and different things. to yeah, learn. Absolutely. Um, so let me get your last kind of last thing here. What's, what's, what are you excited about coming up NFL sure. season? What's, what's your, what excites you the most with the new season? Well, I'm very excited that we're going to have 32 fangirls. That has been a dream. So that is going to be fantastic. We are also launching a merchandising line. So on the fangirl side, I'm very excited about that. On the actual NFL football side of things, I am excited about the 49ers. I think they have potential to actually be really good. I don't think anyone, I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl just yet, but I think we're going to see a much better football team. Jimmy Garoppolo obviously has proven to be a game changer. He will lose a game eventually, much to the chagrin of all of us, but eventually he will lose a football game. But I think it's going to be fun to watch him play and watch him really build, help build this team. And I think it's going to be fun to watch Richard Sherman in a 49ers uniform and, and also take on the mentoring role that he's been already really taking on with this young secondary. I think the Rams are going to be a very fun, exciting team to watch. I believe that they are going to go to the Super Bowl. I think that's going to be incredible. And it might be really cool. I know everybody would say no, but I think it would be really cool if the Rams played the Patriots in the Super Bowl and you had like a Jared Goff versus Tom Brady, I think would be a really cool Super Bowl. Um, and two Bay Area kids, uh, different generations, so to speak, duking it out would be really cool in the Super Bowl. But I think the Rams are going to be a really great team to watch. The Eagles are still going to be a fantastic football team. And I think we may see the Browns kind of do something. I mean, you never know with the Browns, you know, it's just, they just can't seem to get out of their own way. But even though I didn't necessarily agree with what they did in the draft, they may actually show signs of improvement. And then I think the other sleeper team uh, in the AFC is going to be the Chargers. That defense is going to be unstoppable with Derwin James and Joey Bosa. Excuse me, Derwin James and Joey Bosa. They could be a very interesting sleeper team in the AFC. So this could be a really interesting season, and we may actually see some very new blood uh, that we haven't, especially in the AFC. Uh, we may see some new blood that we have not seen in a while. So I think this is going to be a kind of a cool season to watch. And I think we're going to also see some of these draft picks from two years ago and from a year ago really start to shine this season, which I think is part of why we may see some new blood uh, in the playoffs and teams that you wouldn't necessarily in the past thought would go far may actually start to do that. So it's going to be a fun. So we, you heard it here first, folks. Uh, Rams, Patriots, Super Super Bowl prediction. Is that is that official, Trader? <laughs> maybe, maybe. I would say Rams are a definite prediction. Patriots, I'm, 
I'm not totally sold on. Rams, I really think the Rams are going to go to the Super Bowl. It pains me to say it as a 49ers fan, but I really think we are going to see, there's a very high likelihood that we are going to see the Los Angeles Rams in the Super Bowl. I don't think we're going to see the Los Angeles Chargers in the Super Bowl. I think they're going to be a good team. I don't think they're going to be that good a team. Uh, but I do think that we could very well see the Los Angeles Rams awesome, in the Super Bowl. So should be very so much. And then I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens with those Raiders. I'm not sure what they're doing there. I'm not sure they know what they're doing yeah, there, Chucky's, but we're going to see how it all plays out. Let's see what out. Chucky does there. He, uh, he's got a, he's got a, he's an interesting fellow. I love, yeah. I love his commentary and stuff. So it'll be interesting to see him back in the, uh, on the uh, sidelines. So what's your last thing? What's your, uh, what's season prediction record 49ers? What are you thinking? Nine and seven. I'm okay. Nine and seven. I'll take nine and seven this year. I, I'd feel comfortable with that. Okay. I'd take nine and seven. Um, yeah. I think I think that sets us up for some yeah. nice stuff uh, in two years. So, um, well, Tracy, awesome. I'm I'm so glad you were able to join and chat with us. Where can everyone find you? Can you give everyone the the lowdown of your social uh, handle? And I'll post these all in the show notes, but just so everyone can uh, that's listening um, can pop on there quickly. Yes, absolutely. You can find me on every social channel at Forty Niners Fangirl. Except YouTube or Fangirl Sports Network. But if you throw and put in typed in 49ers Fangirl, you'd find me. But you can find me at 49ers Fangirl, all one word. And then you can find on Twitter at Fangirl Sports and on Instagram and Facebook at Fangirl Sports Network. I'm, I'm excited to see the uh, the trajectory you guys go on and see what you have next in store. And, uh, and thanks again for uh, your insight uh, for the podcast. Well, thanks again for listening to my interview with Tracy Sandler. Hope you guys enjoyed the wide-ranging conversation and topics we covered. As a reminder, you can find her online at 49ers Fangirl, really all over online, as well as the Fangirl Sports Network. Just go check out their website, fangirlsportsnetwork.com, and that'll direct you to all different social channels, and you can check out um, what they're up to these days. As always, you guys can find me online at Brian Andreco on Instagram or Twitter, as well as my website, brianondraco.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-O-N-D-R-A-K-O. Thanks again for listening through and any insight and feedback you have. I certainly appreciate it. And if I can make a quick ask, if you guys do have a chance, I'd love if you can leave a quick review, whether it's on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform you guys are listening to. Uh, the podcast on. Um, it certainly gives me a lot of insight and in where I can improve and where I can continue to bring value to you guys. So thanks again for listening. I hope you guys have a phenomenal day. We'll see you soon.